views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Healthy Edge Radio with Amber Teal, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber has dedicated her life to empowering women to honor and love their bodies. As founder of The Healthy Edge, she is now bringing her message to the airwaves. Tune in for breakthrough, empowerment, and education on how you can love your body, feel amazing, shift your mindset, and create real, lasting results. This is an opportunity for you to learn, grow, heal emotional blocks, and transform your lifestyle. Healthy Edge Radio starts now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. But more importantly, thank you all for your support along the way. Today, this is, I get to have some time with Amber Teal. This is Healthy Edge Radio. Amber and I team up every month to bring you the most powerful messages about living with power, passion, and purpose. So beyond anything you can imagine, you know, what part of you so longs for that, longs for living with power, power, passion, and purpose, and yet it's elusive. You know, it's almost like you're reaching, 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 but if your arm were just an inch longer, you'd be able to get it. Today, Amber takes us on a journey to understand what it is that we have, this love affair we have with food. But most importantly, how do we end it? How do we end this love affair we have with food? Now, for many of you, let me tell you a little bit about Amber. You know, this monthly show that she's doing with us is really a part of a bigger vision that she has. You know, the bigger vision is she is a health and fitness expert, but she's an international speaker. She's an author. She has dedicated her entire life to empowering women to love their bodies, nourish their souls, and get results that last. She's funny. She's passionate. Her her background is infinite when it comes to understanding the body, nutrition, and most importantly, how to bring it all together to get that phenomenon we call us, to move in the direction we want to go. Someone that's also struggled, you know, as many of us have done, we understand what it's like to lose loved ones to breast cancer or to lose loved ones to depression or to lose ourselves to all of those. And eating disorder, you know, if you come from my family, you understand and have heard me talk about what it's like, you know, to be part of seeing people literally, my sister in particular, lose her struggle lose her struggle, and not be able to end this relationship. Amber, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Very excited about today. 
It is, it's a great topic. You know, if this is a love affair, let's start out with most of love affairs. We get that infatuation and seduction. And let's talk about that. It, you know, how does that work with food? Well, there is a physical addiction to foods. And a lot of times we make it emotional, but I want people to really understand this physical component because we have hormones that are actually released when we eat certain types of food, cheese, sugar, uh, MSG, that's in a lot of processed foods, dairy, alcohol, and these sugar and processed foods actually flood what we call the reward system in our brain with something called dopamine. And what dopamine does is it says, hey, baby, like whatever <laughs> that was, you need to do that again. Yeah. We have things like chocolate or we um, have, we win a, an award or we win an athletic event or we have great sex or we, you know, um, again, eat a type of food that makes us feel good. Dopamine remembers that and it actually urges us and draws us to do that again so we can get that feeling again. And so that is something that's very real. It actually stimulates um, the same areas of our brain as drugs like cocaine. Yeah. Well, even if you eat a really healthy, nutritious meal, then you have these cravings after you have the meal and you're thinking, why do I have these cravings? I just ate. It's because it's not about our body needing energy. It's about our brain calling for a reward. And we can actually build up this reward pattern and it gets stronger and stronger. And it requires us to eat more and more. And we just get into this vicious cycle. Um, and really, that's just one element. There's yeah. everything from... Um, you know, that physical addiction with dopamine uh, being stimulated to if you're low in an amino acid, for example, called tryptophan, then that's actually needed to make serotonin. And serotonin is our feel-good hormone, just makes us feel good. So if we're low in serotonin, then that can lead to afternoon cravings for carbohydrates or alcohol. And one of the things that I'm really excited that's coming up in a workshop that I'm hosting is talking about gut health. And people don't realize how much our gut actually drives cravings. So if we have an overgrowth of unhealthy bacteria, if we have parasites, if we have an overgrowth of candida, which is yeast, then these unhealthy uh, microorganisms, they actually feed on carbohydrates. They feed on sugar and alcohol, and they talk to us. They will actually cause us to have cravings because they want to be fed. And so when we have this overgrowth, which a lot of people do, it's very, very common. People don't even realize the effect that their gut health has on everything from cravings to appetite to calorie extraction uh, to metabolism of fats and sugars. I mean, all these things are affected. So if you've had you know, a lot of years of just not eating really healthy food, you, you probably have a proliferation of some unhealthy gut bacteria. And unfortunately, if you decide to go on a health kick and you cut yourself off from those foods, as the bacteria is dying because it's not being fed, it'll actually secrete chemicals that make you crave it even more to the point that you feel like you can't resist it. And that's their last ditch effort 
to basically get you to eat it, which a lot of people give into, and then the cycle just starts over again. So those are just a couple examples of what can be going on physically that can lead us to feeling this this addiction to food. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing that was just a special on ter- on television about heroin addiction. And, you know, I was really interested. I watched it. I think it was on 60 Minutes. And what they basically described is what you just described and the way the brain works um, and how it, you know, how it is triggered uh, by certain foods in certain ways and certain behaviors. And so, you know, we really are talking about a- an addiction of unprecedented proportions. I mean, the statistics just keep coming out on this, Amber. You know, we're not just talking like a, a handful of people here. Oh, yeah. And and one of the things, and this is, this is a topic that I kind of try to walk on eggshells a little bit, but yeah. I give it to people straight, is about gluten. Gluten actually... Oh. They say that every person has some inability to some extent to digest gluten. And what happens is if you have an unhealthy gut, then these bad bacteria, they start to secrete these chemicals and we start to lose the integrity of our gut lining. So that means that we now have gaps. And when we have gaps, we allow things that should not be allowed into our body into our body. And one of those things is undigested particles like gluten. And so when the gluten particle gets into our body, it has morphine-like consequences. Like your body feels like this high. And so that is why we want more gluten. That's why we want the bread. We want the pasta, the crackers. It's it's such a difficult type of food to give up. Um, and so I have celiac, so I understand gluten and and. Yeah. and to give a get up, give it you know give it up. However, yeah. other people may not think that they have an allergy to it or they have bloating or constipation. But if you feel drawn to those carb-like foods, it could possibly be that this gluten is getting into your body and is having these morphine-like pro- um, properties that cause us to crave. Um, and it's just on and on and on. I mean, these are just all little examples, but they're they're all interrelated, but they could all be working in people in different ways. So it, it is, it's, it's a hot topic. Well, and you know, part of this is understanding, you know, what it does to our lives in general too. And that's what we're going to take on and talk about today. You know, it's looking at, you know, is my food seducing me? And, you know, what do I do with that seduction? Is it always showing up in the calories? And that's not necessarily true. So how do we get to the root of our self-sabotage? That's what we're going to talk about next. Amber Teal's in the house. But before we go to break, would you please let folks know, first of all, how can we find out more about you? And then also, you've been putting up a number of really amazing posts So there are blogs for people to read on this topic. They can simply get this from your website, right? Yes. Um, AmberTeal.com is where you can kind of check things out. Lots of great, great blogs about this topic. Also about gut health. If if that's kind of triggering you and resonating with you, I'd encourage you to check it out there. And on Facebook, just The Healthy Edge. Join me on Facebook. I do a daily post just really giving you empowerment and encouragement about all different types of your health. It, it is the physical side, but it's also very much the emotional side 
side, which I know that we're going to dive into next. Um, and then healthyedgeradio.com. That's where anytime you listen to this show, anything that we're talking about, um, all my upcoming events and things that you can take advantage of is going to be on healthyedgeradio.com. Awesome. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what is causing this? What is going on? You know, why is it you go to a grocery store and you know not to walk down that aisle, but you walk down that aisle anyway. And as you walk down that aisle, you hear absolute words of love. Please buy me, buy me, buy me. And then you do. What is going on with all of that? And how can we learn how to manage this, stop this, end the relationship, and open up our lives to a greater love. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Are you struggling in a relationship and deeply craving some tools and support to get things back on track? Do you crave having a loving, compassionate relationship with Mr. Right, but always seem to pick Mr. Wrong? Well, Sarah Luce can help. She's created a four-week online course starting September 28th that will teach you how to shift your energy and behavior to have new transformative outcomes. And you're going to get a personal one-on-one session with Sarah to ensure you get powerful, personal results. Sign up today at sarahluce.com. Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to affect change for optimal success and happiness. Named one of the country's top psychics, Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show, joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin, walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit thelightedones.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Discover the healing medicine from the giant monkey tree frog, Cambo. Cambo practitioner Ginny Rutherford and professional psychic Todd Rolson have come together for lively discussions of alternative healing medicines from the Amazon. Ginny and Todd bring you Cambo Talk Radio. 
Tune in each Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific to hear from guests all over the world with real life stories and the medicinal benefits of Cambo. For more information, visit CamboKiss.com. everybody. Welcome back. Awesome, awesome, awesome to be here with Amber Teal, Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, purpose. How to end your love affair with food. Yes. How to end your love affair with food. Now, we're talking very specifically here about food. But the first thing we have to do is figure out right out of the gate what this love affair is about. Why do we keep self-sabotaging? I mean, most of the time, Amber, we talk about this, about relationships. We say, oh, I keep going back to the same type of person, same type of person. And then we have to work through that. But food, it's kind of the same thing. So how do we understand this? How do we get to the root at what we're doing to even recognize that it's self-sabotage? Well, and that's the key, recognize. It has to come from an awareness. And we, you know, as people, I'm going to say women in particular, because that's who I know best, is that we have a hard time really looking into ourselves and having some gut-wrenching, just honest, you know, brutal honesty. And the bottom line is, is that we have belief systems. We have belief systems that started from a very young age about every single facet of our life and also about food. I mean, how many of us can remember if you went to a softball game, what did you do after the softball game? Whether you won or lost, you got ice cream, right? Yeah. when you had a bad day at school and somebody picked on you, your mom took you to the store and you got a candy bar and then got an A on a spelling test. Hey, let's go out for pizza. I mean, think about how many things happened in your life that you were rewarded with food and not healthy food, but food that doesn't serve us. Every time that we were depressed, that we were sad, that we were lonely, that we, you know, had a success, that we had a failure. I mean, think about this. So from a very young age, we're conditioned that food is always there and it always makes us feel better, whether it's making us celebrate and and feel even better or we feel bad about ourselves and we eat the food and we feel better. So we have these belief systems. How many of us can remember, you, you know, Dr. Pat, you were just talking about this in the break, family. I yeah. mean, the grandma who would get upset if you did not have two or three or four servings, that there was, you know, there could be no leftovers. You're getting too thin. You need to eat more. Don't you love me? I mean, love was associated with food. The more you loved grandma, the more you ate her food and told told her how amazing it was. So we have these connections and sometimes it's just the smell. The holidays are coming up and you just think about the smells and you start to get nostalgic and you start to get these memories and you start thinking about people. So it is absolutely obvious that that there's going to be an emotional connection along with this physical connection that we just talked about in the first segment that is that is making it even more of a lure and a um an affair. So we've all had those bad relationships, right? I don't know about you, but I, I've had the relationships where the guy with just wasn't good for me. But for some reason, 
that was the toughest relationship to break up with. It's like as soon as you thought you were getting power, you would see him at a party from across the room and then everything would like flood back in. Right. You're not going to indulge. But then before you know, you know, you're flirting and then you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm just like wrapped right back up to it, into it. And it's the same thing with food. It's like we break up for a while. We know that we can't be around each other. But then as soon as you, you know, see it, you start to have these feelings again and then boom, you indulge. And it's just like that unhealthy relationship. It takes you right back to the place that it feels so good in the moment, but it makes you feel oh so bad about yourself. Yeah. And this is really the dynamic of this, you know, and then we tell ourselves we can't have something. Mm-hmm. And so then we get into that relationship where I I want it, but I can't have it. I want it, but I can't have it. I want it, but I can't have it. And we don't have a replacement for it. And it is like when we think about, you know, most things that we desire and we know are not good for us. How do we, you know, uh, address this issue of understanding? Yeah, now that I understand sort of the root of it, how do I now wrap my brain around why this is not good for me? You know, why sitting there and eating an entire giant bag of some kind of potato chip may not be the best choice? Well, it starts with the honest truth. Belief systems are not true. Belief systems are only true to us. They can be changed. But the truth is, is that food has never, ever, ever solved one of your problems. That's the truth. And if you hold on to that truth, food will never solve my problems. As a matter of fact, the food has probably either caused more problems or whatever problems you're dealing with has probably made it worse. And we don't live in that reality. We live in the reality of the moment of the binge. In the moment of the binge, we're feeling better. We have those chemicals going on. We have dopamine and serotonin. We're feeling relaxed. We're stuffing down our emotions. We're not dealing with things. We're numbing ourselves. So in the moment, it feels like it is progress, that it is solving something. But if we're really honest with ourselves, we know what follows the binge. It's the feelings of guilt, of shame, of embarrassment, of frustration, of disappointment, of failure over and over and over again. And so not only do we need to acknowledge our belief systems about how we feel about food, food is a reward, food is a friend, food is love, but then we need to be really honest with ourselves about what is the reality of this relationship? What is it really costing me? Because until we go to that place, we're gonna continue to live in the moment, which a lot of us sometimes do, of just that euphoria, not thinking of the consequences. And right. so we have to understand that. And for, for me, one of my biggest things yeah. was I had a belief system that if I didn't numb myself with the food and the alcohol and the binging and purging, I struggled with bulimia for years. If I didn't have those coping mechanisms, I really thought that the unresolved emotions from my mom dying when I was 23, my fiance cheating on me six months before my mom passed away. So having that relationship come to an end and going through that, that, that time alone without his support, I thought that those emotions would kill me. So I did everything 
to numb them, anything to not feel them. And food and alcohol were were very, very handy in the moments that I felt those emotions bubbling to the surface. The truth was, is that those emotions wouldn't kill me because when I did go to those places and I did deal with those unresolved emotions, that's where I found my power. That was where my power was. That's where my strength was. It wasn't weakness. It didn't kill me. It didn't take me down into a pit of, of, of pity and depression that I never escaped. It was where my strength came from. It's where the healthy edge came from. It's where my passion comes from. And so being truthful with yourself that those emotions that you don't want to feel, that those, those foods are helping you get through, they are not going to kill you. That's where your strength is. If you want to find power to overcome emotional eating, let yourself feel those emotions. And I know we're going to talk about that in, yeah. in a segment, but like that's the key. And that, my friend, is, is the honesty and the truth that food has never solved a problem ever. You know, one of the things too, though, you mentioned, I want to get back to it because I think it's super important, Amber. It is this idea of uh, uh, cause and effect, but it's even beyond cause and effect. It's actually like, you know, Pavlov. It's actually like stimulus and response. Mm -hmm. It's more like that, isn't it? Where, you know, the stimulus, sometimes you just have to mention something. And all of a sudden we start to salivate, maybe not openly like a dog might, but internally we start to salivate. And even though we try to push the thought away, push the thought away, um, the more we do that, you know, the more we are staying attached to it. This is really the conundrum with this. This is the way they talk about heroin addiction. Um, and, 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 and the latest information is out about that, but we're not really talking about the food addiction that happens. You know, can we get back to something I mentioned earlier? Sometimes we think, well, I'm not overweight. So why should I pay attention to that? Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really great point. Um, and, and my answer to that is that it's about quality of life. Yeah. It's, it's about living your passion. And if food is something that you go to for connection, and a lot of people do think about it, ladies, you you crawl up on the, on the couch with a glass of wine, maybe some chocolate or whatever, and you shut people off instead of talking to your spouse. Maybe there's things that that you should be discussing. Instead, we're, we're crawling up with food. We're cutting off our relationships. We're cutting off our, um, you know, ability to give more to the world. So even if you're not overweight and it doesn't bring, you know, that into your world of like looking in the mirror, not really loving your body. If it's, if it's suppressing some part of you, if it's how you deal with stress how you deal with loneliness, how you deal with rejection. You're not dealing with those things. You're simply covering them up because again, food doesn't solve anything. So those things will manifest, will continue to manifest with more food or with more alcohol or with more um, isolation or with more control because these things turn into other things. It's not just the food. Then it goes into, well, now I'm controlling my food. Now I'm isolating myself with food. Now I'm coping with food. And all of these things disconnect us. They disconnect us from our creator. They disconnect us from ourselves and they disconnect us from people around us, regardless of what the scale says. Absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk about emotion. 
Why is it so much has been spent in the last decade now on emotional intelligence, emotional dissonance, emotional, emotional, emotional? And what is it that is so misunderstood about emotions? Let's just be very, very clear here. We are not saying not to have emotions slash feelings. But when we come back, there is a difference between feeling stuff and emoting them. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you ready to start winning at the game of life? Lynn Brown, host of Get Into It, Winning at the Game of Life, is here to help you reach places and goals that you never thought possible. Lynn is an intuitive healer with a specialized background in financial healing. She combines her intuitive nature and her wholesome approach to financial planning. To learn more about her financial planning services, contact her personally at letter R, letter U, intuit.com. Are you stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a life of inspiration, love, self-acceptance, and fun? Sounds like you're on the verge, on the verge to your next big thing. Join Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio, helping you use your breakdown for a breakthrough, overcome life's greatest challenges, and live the life you want and deserve. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio or visit seattlehealinghypnosis.com for more information. Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, is bringing you the hit show Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information on how you can take the next step with Amber, visit getthehealthyedge.com. Live your magnificence, for the love of joy is a precious gift offered to us by Robert Schoenfeld, host of the Art of Powerful Living Radio. He takes us on an incredible 30-day adventure to expand our minds and hearts with the nectar of life, love, and joy. This book will help you bring more joy, love, health, abundance, adventure, romance, and magnificence into your life. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com.
Hey, everybody, welcome back. Amber, before we jump into the emotional side um, of, of food, this this love relationship we have with, with food, again, how can people um, find out more about you, the work you're doing, and how to work with you, for example? So at amberteal.com, you can see everything we do at the Healthy Edge. And that's everything from an intensive eight-course program with personal coaching, which is really women that are just there. They know that they need support and accountability. Mm -hmm. They've tried to do it for years on their own. They know that it's more than just a physical connection to food. It's emotional. We really help people to break down um, and break through so that you can have true healing in your relationship with food and and just have a more powerful and passionate life. So that's available there. We have a community of people for less than $10 a month. We just really support people in the ongoing journey because this is a journey that we do together. We're a family, we're connected, we need other people. And it's really powerful to have people that believe the same thing and are on the same journey. So you can read about that. And and then we have a a lot of um, information about health coaching. If you feel like you were called to help women do this, um, we also have a a health coach certification. So amberteal.com is where you can learn a lot more about just everything that we're doing at the Healthy Edge. And uh, the way that we support women and the the way that you can also partner with us to support women. Yeah. And, you know, let's talk about for purposes of uh, of this today is that, you know, I don't know anyone. Well, maybe that's not true. It's not 100 percent. But I don't know many people that have gotten through, quote, an addiction of any kind. Cigarettes, doesn't matter. And I've been doing it, been able to do it very well on their own. I, I just don't know we where we get the notion that food is different, because now we're going to talk about why it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, you and I were talking about emotions and emotional intelligence during the break, and I said something to you like. Um, You know, I've looked at emotional intelligence in a number of different ways, upside down, sideways, you know, what it means, what it doesn't mean, how it's affected me in my own life. Because remember, you know, maybe you don't know this, Amber, but but I think you and I talked about it. My mom committed suicide when I was six. She brought me into the into this world as an active addict. Uh, barbiturates and alcoholic. And so, you know, there is something to be said about the world where, where we're creating things. Now we have science to really help us connect the dots, Amber, on things that happen in our lives emotionally. Uh, the good news for me is I do a radio show like this, been doing it for 15 years, right? Um, and you know, all of a sudden now I'm looking at and have looked at, okay, how do these dots get connected? I would love to hear from you and how you help people not to eat our feelings. Yes. Don't eat your feelings. Well, again, this, this sometimes when, um, women come to work with us at the healthy edge, they think that we have their solution. And we don't. I want every woman to hear this very clearly that you have it within yourself, the power 
to do and to create whatever you want in your life. Our job is to help you discover that and basically pull it out of you. And it is not an easy journey. This is not something that is a simple, oh, okay, great. Um, I'm just not going to eat my feelings. Okay. Oh, I eat for comfort. I'm just going to not do that anymore. It is about reprogramming ourselves to experience comfort in other ways, to be able to um, soothe ourselves without going to food. And this is something that we have not learned we have not learned this. We grow, we've grown up and we have made certain feelings be okay to feel and certain feelings not okay. And when those feelings that are not okay to feel come up, we we have to do something about it. So whether we eat or we drink or we smoke or we do drugs or okay. we're a sex addict or we gamble, and, and each addiction is not worse than the other. It's an addiction. Some addictions have stronger consequences. So those seem to be grouped in another area. But the bottom line is that we may not walk around with our consequences tattooed on our forehead or on our, the life that people can see. But I will tell you from working with thousands of women that, and it makes me emotional just to think about it. The consequences are there. They are there in the self-loathing, in the unworthiness issues, in, in how we parent, in our marriages, in our connection to God, all these places are struggling, but these are places that we can cover up. We can put on our Sunday best. We can go to church. We can, you know, be that pillar out in the community doing all of this good, but inside we're struggling. And that's what I'm interested in. That's what we're interested in at the healthy edge is the life that nobody else sees. And one of the things that we first encourage our our clients to do when when we start to dive into this emotional eating thing is, is to go a week without eating your feelings. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, if you don't eat your feelings and you don't eat your emotions, that means that when you're not hungry, you don't eat. Most of the time we're grabbing food when we think mm-hmm. we're bored, we, we, oh, there's just not anything else to do or, oh, I'm just craving something. But, but what if you didn't grab that food? What if you didn't grab that glass of wine? What would happen? Some people have never challenged themselves to do that. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, some people, it, 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 there is this, this buildup of anxiety just around not going for the food that you've always gone for or the glass of wine that you've always gone for. And so there's this feeling of anxiety. But once the anxiety goes away, something else may come up. It may be sadness. It may be fear. It could be anger. And when that moment comes up, that another emotion comes up, not the craving, not anxiety, but another emotion, what I want you to do in that moment is I want you to not judge it You don't label it in the good or bad category. You just feel it. You close your eyes. And if tears are running down your eyes, that your cheeks, that's fine. If your, if your fists are clenched, that's fine. But just shut your eyes and ask yourself, where do I feel this emotion? Do you feel it in your heart? Do you feel it in your chest? Is it in your stomach? Is it somewhere else in your body? And then, and then try to bring a visual. What does it look like? Is it big? Is it small? Is it dark? Is it light? And what this does is it detaches the power. It's just a feeling. It's just an emotion. It has no power unless you give it power, unless you tell a story around it that gives it power. But if you keep the story out, and it's just a feeling, 
that's in the pit of your stomach, that's kind of small and hard and dark, then it just is what it is. And you just honor it as yeah. just feeling. Yeah. Feeling. It's just there. Yeah. All good. Yeah. And, and that is the process that we start to take you through to take, to take that power away. And, and of course we have to address our belief systems and the stories that we've told ourselves and, oh, and this and that. But, but first it's just acknowledging that the feelings don't, we don't have to give power to those feelings and emotion, which is usually where we want to go for the food because we, we want to try to, you know, take away how powerful these mm-hmm. feelings feel. Yeah, can I can I say something here for a minute? Because you and I have talked offline, but I really have to say this. You know, I've had some tough days in my life, Amber. I really have. I mean, when I was, oh, Benny knows this. When I was at my worst, you know, from this mystery disease, I was 100 pounds heavier. And in that moment of just absolute surrender, what I came to realize, I can't do this alone. One, I do need a coach. I do need your help. But I really also need the God of my understanding. I really do need a connection to something that is within me, but greater than me in the moment I'm in and my suffering. Isn't that part of the journey too, to get to the place where you're not surrendering your will? You know, why would we have will? But you're surrendering in almost knowing we can get help many, many ways. For me, I really do. I have to go to a different place some days. Um, But what you help us do, you help us know feet on the ground, Amber Teal is ready to help. That's what you do. And I'm telling you, my sister's not here today because she did die on a hospital floor at about 450 pounds. And I'll say this to you is that I too struggle with the same thing she struggled with and I haven't been able to do it alone. And even in what you shared here this these few minutes, I heard something amazing to help. Isn't this the most important thing we could do is take what we hear and try something, right? Yeah. Uh, just try something new. You know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And unfortunately, most of us have this belief system that we need to be right and that we have to be right. And some of us will go to our deathbed being right and never getting the results that we want in our life. And so this is a, this takes a lot of strength. Some people think asking for accountability or support is a sign of weakness. Absolutely not. It is easy to stuff things down. It is easy to do things alone, to not be vulnerable, to not connect with other people. That's easy. That's super easy. The hard part is reaching out, asking for support, being vulnerable, admitting, you know, where, where you need support. And that, and that is the only place that's going to take you to the place of abundance. And, you know, it's not just people. It is mm-hmm. also your relationship with God. And for me, like, if I didn't believe in the identity of my Lord, like who he says that I am and who he created me to be, I would very, very much struggle with just where I am in life. My life, the last two years have been the most amazing and beautiful years of my life and also the toughest and the darkest. And uh, without the strength of knowing why I was created and who I was 
created by and that image. Um, you know, there's a lot of days where I couldn't bank on how I felt about myself. I had to bank on what my creator thinks of me. And so that that journey in the healthy edge, people always tend to go on an emotional, a physical and a spiritual journey because there's just no way to separate them. It just comes out of you. Even if you don't think that it's spiritual, even if you don't think it's emotional, those components are going to come out because it's it's just the human condition and it's it's what's inside all of us. Yeah. And you know, this is such an important conversation that it is so important to uh, talk about this. We're going to go ahead and skip the break. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's just kind of jump to this notion of if we could um, looking at our lives and looking at the things in our lives to connect the dots. And what I mean by that is connect the dots between who we are and who we're meant to be. And so let's talk about, you know, life beyond the binges, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? You know, life beyond those moments where we're grabbing for that thing. It's really interesting. I am. I have a friend that's a fisher. Uh, he's a fisherman, and this time of year, he gets cases of salmon, um, wild caught, delicious, just delicious. And I buy several cases of the salmon. They're beautifully filleted. So my friend said to me, "You know, wow, you're eating a lot of salmon," and I started to feel bad about that. And the point is, I, I really love this salmon. My body really loves this salmon. But is there too much of a good thing? Yes, that, that, that is the question. And not yeah. only is it too much of a good thing, but also is it okay for me to have a good thing? You know, the thing in my life that I really love. Okay, Amber, I hear you talking about, you know, not eating those foods and this and that, but like, I really, I really like them. I really enjoy them. Um, so yeah, taking away the power of, of the binge and having too much of a good thing. Um, let's kind of start, there's so much here to like unpack, but let's start with at home creating a space. And this is my number one tip. If you hear me speak on the radio, in person, one-on-one, -on -one, I will always, always, always give you this tip. And this is a way to control not getting too much of, of a good thing mm -hmm. is keeping a safe environment. When you bring in foods that are alluring to you, that lead to you to feel guilty or shameful after you binge on them, whether it's ice cream or wine. If you watch your kids eat snacks that make you cringe because they're going to be eating dinner in 30 minutes or you just had dinner and now they're grabbing the cookies and the chips or you watch your spouse who's 40 or 50 pounds overweight, who you know doesn't feel good. And maybe you're not really attracted to them anymore. And they're eating all this yucky, gross food that you brought into the house. Keeping your home environment should be a safe haven for you. It should be a place that you don't set yourself up to fail. It should be a place that you don't require willpower or motivation because those two things, if, if you're depending on willpower and motivation to stay out of your pantry or out of your freezer, you're setting yourself up to fail. And some of you have a belief system that you're a failure. So every time you fail and give into that food, you just get to prove to yourself once again that you're a failure. So if you get it out of your environment, 
It doesn't mean that you can never have it. It doesn't mean that you can never even bring it into your home as long as you have a plan. Like tonight is pizza night with the family. So you bring in just enough pizza to have the pizza and, you know, have a side salad on the side or whatever and, and have those indulgences in a safe environment. So when you feel those uncomfortable emotions, when you feel the feelings of loneliness or boredom or whatever you attach to going for the glass of wine or the ice cream or the food that doesn't serve you, it's not there. And for some of you, you're going to be ticked off. You're going to be ticked off at me, at Dr. Pat. Why did I get rid of this? (laughs) So much anxiety. (laughs) Guess what? Guess what, ladies? That's how you don't eat your feelings. If it's not in the house, you're going to be upset. You're going to go, oh, nothing looks good. Well, nothing looks good because you don't really want the food. You want what the food's going to do for you, which is numb and cope. So that is by far the number one thing. And most people won't do it. Because they're afraid if the food's not there, they're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of what the emotions are going to do to them, you know, not having that safety net. And I just want you to see that's how much power the food has over you. So you want to take away the power of the food? You remove the food from your environment. Absolutely. That's that's huge. Absolutely. I love that I buy the the salmon by the case for my friend, and I'm actually going to get some more. And, you know, two things I've noticed about this now. You know, I learned that when you eat fish, even if you, you know, I sit there with a tweezer and I'm pulling out the bones. What I learned growing up is when you eat fish like that, that does actually have bones, you, you chew it slowly. You're very careful with it. So I'm really finding that I'm eating this delicious salmon And I have a great recipe that I learned how to cook it. And I'm chewing it slower. I'm more mindful of it. You know, I'm just I'm just not willing to shove it all in my face all at one time. Isn't that part of it? Isn't also if we are going to eat and we decide like I'm going to eat this salmon, I really want to enjoy it. Most of the time we don't even remember what what that thing was we just Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're, I mean, you're using an example with the salmon that salmon's incredible for you. Got great omega-3s. You know, there's lots of benefits. You got great protein. You know, it's it's like it's wild caught. That's even better. And so when you're eating whole foods like salmon, for example, um, or a salad or or vegetables or a particular type of bean or a nut or whatever, and your body is um, calling you to eat it, if it's nutritious food, and it's real food, then that's actually a good sign. Like your body's telling you that you need it. So maybe you really need the fat right now, Dr. Pat, you know, maybe maybe you really need the fiber and whatever else you're eating, you know? So, so it's amazing how our body will start to crave these real whole foods. And, um, and, and it's awesome when that happens as opposed to, oh my gosh, I can't stay away from, you know, the foods that don't serve me McDonald's, you know, whatever. Um, So if, if it's something that's unhealthy, let's say that Mm -hmm. you really love chocolate. Let's say you really love wine. You love these certain tortilla chips with, uh, you know, cheese melted all over them or whatever. Um, having a plan of having indulgences. So I will actually work with my clients who, when they first start to work with me, they want to be perfect. They're so excited. They're so fired up. They're like, Amber, I'm not going to do wine or chocolate. I got rid of everything. Like I am ready to do this eight weeks, me and you, like, let's go. (laughs) 
I don't want my clients to do that because it's not real. It's not realistic. So I will actually challenge them as I'm challenging you, if this is firing you up to get things out of your house and to eat more whole foods, is that I want you to be imperfect because perfection is the lowest standard you can hold yourself to because it's impossible to achieve. So if I have a wine drinker that I'm coaching through my program, I'm going to go, you know what? How many glasses of wine are you having this week? Well, I'm not going to have any glasses of wine. No. How many glasses of wine are you going to choose? Because here's the difference. We allow food to choose us. Yeah. We take our power back when we choose it. Yeah. They go, you know what? I'm going to have two glasses as opposed to drinking two bottles. Yeah. I'm like, great. So uh, when are you going to do that? Some people like to plan it. You know what? Do it on Friday night and Saturday night. Other people like to be able to be spontaneous. You know what, Amber? I don't know. But but I'm going to, if I feel like it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to allow myself two glasses. Putting those indulgences into your week will allow you to feel deprived. We all have an inner two-year-old inside of us. We do not want to be told what to do. We don't want to be told that we can't have something. So if it's a latte, don't have it every day. You know it doesn't serve you when you have it every day. You know it's choosing you when you have it every day on your way to work. You're not in control of that 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 uh, decision. The latte is. But yeah. if you say, what two times a week, I'm going to do it. Then yeah. you have the power. And that, my friend, is when you eat it slower, drink it slower. You're like, oh. And enjoy it. I mean, this is when you enjoy it. Now, now you have something coming up on October 14th, and I, I, I know we've got about two minutes left, but I want to make sure that folks know, Designed to Thrive, do you have the guts to be healthy? Tell us about this and how can they find out more about this? So this is October 14th. Yes, October 14th. And if you can't attend us attend live, no worries. We will send you a recording if you want to register. This is the third year that we've done this workshop. It's all about gut health. So we take a deep dive into the world of gut health. We look at the connection between the health of our gut and everything from how many calories we extract from our food to our metabolism, cravings, appetite, immune system, autoimmune diseases. We talk about all of those links. And then we talk about the steps to healing our gut and how to really keep our gut in a healthy place. And so it's going to be everything from education to demonstrations. Um, I'm going to be giving bonus videos on how to make your own kombucha and the basics of cultured vegetables. Now, some of you, that's going to be way too intense, but I will say that after you hear all the information um, over the three hours, yeah. you definitely going to be fired up to really honor your gut. Our our bacterial cells outnumber our human cells 10 to 1. 10 to 1. We're actually more bacterial than we are human, but we don't understand the world of our microbiome. And so I want you to understand it and have really practical, simple things that you can do in your own life. That's not just going to help your gut health, but it's going to help your mood, your energy, your weight release, all of it. And so, um, and change your life. It can change your life. Absolutely. That's why we do it every year. And so I love it. We have an early bird special. It's only $19. You get the recording, the notes. We're going to give you recipes, bonus videos, and all of that can be found at healthyedgeradio.com. And then we also have information on our website at amberteal.com. You've been listening to Healthy Edge Radio with Amber Teal, living with power, passion, and purpose. 
If you've missed any part of this show, you can download the podcast at getthehealthyedge.com. Tune in live each month as Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, joins Dr. Pat to create amazing conversations that will empower and inspire. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.